Yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird. I know you can't get enough. Colors comic corner. Yes, where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life, loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go. So I thought that tonight we could uh, start the episode off with just a little light topic, a little light discussion, something to get the, the juices flowing, some, you know, have a little fun. I'm going to ask a question and we'll just, we'll, I'll throw it out there and then we'll just have fun with it. We'll just, uh, we'll just talk it out, okay? So my question is, at what point in your life did the magic die? Oh, Lord. <laughs> How long have we been married? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We don't have to talk about magic dying in our life. Well, let's talk instead. Let's talk about this. So, just recently, I was asked what some of my guilty pleasures were when mm. it came. And this guy, they were asking me about horror movies. I want. What's your guys' take on? Would you have any guilty pleasures? Look at that! Yeah, Look at I, that! I'm sure I do. I'm, uh, I like Coldplay. <laughs> Is that a guilty pleasure? That's a guilt for you, Josh. That's yeah, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I do like Coldplay. I like the Smurfs. There's there's the guilty pleasure, the original, uh, payo, little figures. comic books oh. of the Smurfs. I thought you had the little figures. No, I had blue? some of those when I was a kid too. Were they blue in the comic books? Yes. Okay. What color do you think the Smurfs were? Well, I don't know. But they seem to change everything from comic book to TV. Something changes. There so. were some things in there that they changed, but uh, Smurfette a blonde. I think so. Was there a Smurfette? Mm-hmm. Oh. But yeah, there you go. Guilty pleasure. Cindy, you have any guilty pleasures? I have a few guilty pleasures. Um, I'm not even sure you realize this, but... Oh, boy. I started re-watching the 1960s sitcom Gidget on streaming. Um, that's my guilty pleasure. Sally Field is a teenage surf chick. Um, I know what Gidget is. My other, my other guilty pleasure, Barry Manilow. Okay. He uh, writes the songs that make the whole world sing. I am indeed a fan of Lowe. There's nothing guilty pleasure about being a Barry Manilow fan. Thank you, Josh. Well, I was going to say, I don't think there's such a thing. I think guilty pleasures, you know what? Kiss my ass with guilty pleasure. Well, you, yeah, you're right. Because I mean, that's a societal thing. If I like something, I like it, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. So it's okay to tell you I want to rewatch the entire series of Leave it to Beaver? That's fine. Leave it to Beaver's a great show. There's no guilty pleasures, <laughs> just things you like. Let people like things. Yep, I agree completely. So what is your thing? 
I don't know. I was just saying I don't have guilty pleasures. Oh, so I like we just everything. bared our souls. <laughs> oh, your love of Gidget and Josh's love of Coldplay is bearing of souls? That's some shallow soul searching right there, folks. Tip of the iceberg. Well, speaking of the tip of the iceberg, from deep in the broken heart of Snake Mountain, it's another episode of The Bungalow. I am one of your hosts, Cullen Bunn, and with me as always is the lovely... Cindy Bunn. And joining us yet again, a special guest, we have... In- introduce yourself. Oh. Hi, hi, I'm Josh Roberts. <laughs> Yay! My brother from another mother has we're having, joined us again. We're having uh, margaritas, so we Josh has obviously had a couple. We're having margaritas, it's great to be here again. With these two wonderful people. Aw, shucks. Thanks, Josh. You didn't have to say that. Yeah, I did. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, Cindy, fill us in. What's been going on in the world of the buns? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, we've just been hanging out. We're still kind of self-quarantining. Um, in fact, Josh is the only person that's been in our house. Still, the only still person. the only person that's been in our house. I yeah. feel honored. Um, you should, honestly, you should, because we don't let anybody in except for Jackson's violin instructor, and even he wears a mask when he oh, comes in. Nice. So. Yeah. Well. Um. There you go, Josh. No Christmas present for you. This is it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, but no, that's you know trying to get Jackson geared up for seventh grade, mm-hmm. and. Uh, which is now the middle of middle school. Right? Yes, yeah. When I was in school, it was kindergarten through sixth, yep. and then middle school was seventh and eighth. But they called it junior high. Yep, they called it junior high. Yep. Yep. When I was in school, first through fifth was uh, elementary. Sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth were all uh, junior high. Ninth they threw was ninth two? In there too? Sixth wow. and ninth, yeah. Oh, wow. Where did you go to school? Mount Olive, North Carolina, home of Mount Olive Pickles. Those are pretty good pickles. They are. I've been uh, making some homemade pickles. Oh, yeah? Yeah. First batch First batch was really good. Second batch <laughs> made me violently, violently ill after oh, no. I ate them. What I've been saving them. I thought you might want to try Oh, them. yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Feeling the love, right? You're I'm not sure. Let me try your vomit pickles. <laughs> I'm not sure that the pickles are what made me violently, violently ill, mm-hmm. but it's the only thing I ate that I can think. So in my uh, detective mentality, your I have... Deductive I've, reasoning. Don't correct me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm interjecting. It's not a correction. Don't, it's, don't it's interject inter- on me. Oh Cullen. <laughs> it, it sickens me. Both corrections yeah, and yeah, interjections. It sickens you. But no, uh, so I have deduced that it is the pickles that made me violently ill. Were they spoiled pickles? First of all, how do you spoil a pickle? Well, it's pickled. Right. But, I mean, I guess if the cucumbers were bad... They were fresh off the vine. Maybe you didn't clean them enough. 
maybe you. I'm just spitballing here, buddy. I don't know. I have expected Cullen to go, you're supposed to clean them? Yeah. (laughs) I am trying to help you get to the bottom of why they made you violently ill. It could be because I just don't know how to make pickles and I've never looked up a recipe. (laughs) I just do what I think a pickle recipe is. So what did you put in there as as, uh, seasoning or? Antifreeze. So some, no. Antifreeze. Uh, there is Bob vinegar. Uh, you know, obviously vinegar, a little right. bit of garlic salt, a little bit of uh, ghost peppers. <laughs> okay, oh we're getting to the bottom of this. I did put some ghost peppers in there. Our friend Gina gave me ghost pepper, ghost peppers a couple of years ago. Not like not not fresh ghost, like dried right. out yeah. ghost, ghost yeah. peppers. And I uh, I used some of that in there to make spicy pickles. Did you put cloves or? Anything like that? In there? No, I didn't, Chef Ramsay. I'm guessing by the blank look on his face, the answer. Why should I have cloves no. in a? Most pickles have clove in them. Yeah. No, what? What don't you go? Yeah, like you know what pickles <laughs> have in them. I mean, you can season them however you want. the The key ingredient is the vinegar, because that's what pickles them. Oh, Did whatever you... pickled these made me sick. <laughs> Hold on, let me ask you this. I can't believe we're doing a podcast about pickles. Yeah. But, but, the jar that you put them in mm-hmm. was an old pickle jar. Did mm-hmm. it still have previous pickles and pickle juice in it? God, no. <laughs> okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, what's, what's fun about this conversation I've discovered <laughs> is how little everyone thinks of me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Not it at all. Remember when I asked when the magic died? This is it for me. <laughs> it died right here. I was, the, the only reason we ask is because you don't know what made you sick from eating these pickles. We're trying to help you, Cullen. I'll take you one more. I don't know if it was the pickles at all. It could have been something else. <gasps> oh, well. Anyway. I think it was the pickles. Let's, it's time to move on. All right. Well, time to get going. Thank you, Josh. What's next, Cindy? What do you mean, what's next? <laughs> no, there, that's really... There hasn't been much going on in our lives. You've been working. Eh, I've been... Reading and I've I've recently become completely obsessed with streaming services in a weird way. Like, and you're discovering odd streaming service services that you didn't know existed yeah. that I didn't know existed. Give me an example of that. Well, there's one called Faith and Family, which is basically they're like I I, I think they have a light religious tone to them. But they're basically like Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. They're like feel-good love movies, which I'm all about. Um, another one, I can't remember the name of it, Pure Something. might be called Pure. I don't know. But it's another like Hallmark movie mm-hmm. type streaming service. But they don't come cheap. And well, if you subscribe to all of them, definitely not. But I don't know which one to, dis- sub- to describe. I don't know which one to subscribe to. So I'm stuck, and now that I've talked about it, it's on my, it's all over my Facebook. Yeah. I mean, so. I just recently added the Stars app to my Roku and canceled Stars from my DirecTV because it's $5 a month cheaper to do it streaming, Ooh. and you can watch everything that they have currently playing on Stars on DirecTV at your leisure on the wow. streaming app. So, for example, I've started watching the old Western series Cheyenne. Right. Which is quite entertaining to me. 
Uh, a lot of old guys like westerns. Yeah, they do. A lot of old guys. <laughs> and I also, Cullen and I had talked many times before about Shudder, and so I mm. finally signed up for Shudder, and then I've, I've watched a lot of stuff on that recently as well. And now I got a new one, and here's the recommendation of the night. I got a new one you can watch on Shudder. Okay. It's called In Search of Darkness. Okay. And it's a documentary of the 80s, of the horror movie movement in the 80s. And it basically goes from 1980 to 89. They go year by year. And it's like a four-hour documentary, Mm. but it's pretty fun to watch. Cool. I'll check it out at some point. There you go. That's my recommendation from streaming. All right. So anyway, so now that we've we've covered pickles, we've covered streaming. streaming. We've covered when the magic died. When the magic died. You keep coming back to that, but the magic hasn't died for me yet. So, so you say. <laughs> so since we're talking about magic, Cullen, yes. what's going on with you in comics? The well, magical world of <laughs> comics. <laughs> so first of all, good. So I've got good news, and I have tragic news. Uh-oh. First, what do you want first, the tragic news or the Josh, good news? Josh, what do you want? Ooh, let's get the bad news out of the way so then we can end on a high note. All right, so the first thing is... Um, as we've talked about before, I've talked about on other social media, um, there was the Skeleton Crew uh, was putting together a Priscilla plush from Harrow yeah. County. Right. Uh, they did not get enough pre-orders to move that project forward. Oh so at this time, there will not be a Priscilla plush doll. And it was a really awesome doll, but they just... Uh, they just didn't get enough pre-orders for it right now, so... That's um, a bummer. Yeah, it is, because we, they were going to really do some cool stuff. They came with, like, a signed, like, birth certificate that Tyler and I were going to sign, and they were going to come with a canvas map of Harrow County, Aww. which there's never been a map of Harrow County published before. So, there's going to be a lot of cool things that came with it, but, uh... Can, I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Was all of that publicized? With yeah. the, the pre-order yeah. for this? Yeah, it was right there on the pre-order. Okay. And, yeah, they, we talked about it. Wow, I can't and, uh, believe that it didn't yeah. get to its threshold then. So they may revisit it, uh, you know, at some point in the future, maybe uh, after the pandemic is no longer out there playing a role in people's lives. Sure. But uh, but for now, anyway, uh, if you did order the the Priscilla, Harrow County Priscilla plush, you probably won't be getting it anytime soon. You won't get charged for it either, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, you won't be uh, you won't be getting one. What's really the bummer is there's only one made. There was only one prototype. Who's got it? Right now, Skeleton Crew has it. The the creators have it. So uh, the company. So Tyler and I have to have a, a old fashioned duel to uh, the death to get. Priscilla Plush. Yeah, well. There you go. Which one of you is tougher? I think we all know that. No, no. I think you play it out like they do in Hamilton. How do they do it in Hamilton? You, don't you remember the the rules of the The duel? duel? Uh Uh-huh. Step one. I wish I could remember. There's ten steps. Ask him out and treat him like a lady. Ow! (laughs) You think you're funny. No. But anyway... No, I'll invite Tyler over to prepare for the duel, offer him some pickles. There you go, and then you win. <laughs> yeah. That's it, that's all it takes. You can't participate in the duel, so you win. <laughs> um, the uh, good news... The good news is um, that the 
Kickstarter that I was running uh, for Democritus Brand and the Endless Machine has been successfully funded today. It uh, That's awesome. It, nice, uh, congratulations. It reached its funding goal, so now we actually have to deliver and, and send those books out. Um, so we're Does in. Jimmy know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he better because it's, he's, he is our fulfillment company this time. Nice. Since uh, Jimmy has uh, a lot of space in the little shop of comics... Uh, since he's moved to a bigger location, he's going to be our fulfillment company and is going to be sending all those out for us. So I hope he knows because he's going to be getting a big shipment of books shortly yep. and he's got to got to send them out. So how did that end up? Did you end up with four covers or three? So the book for the Kickstarter has three covers. Okay. They're, well, there's four. If, if So issue one has three covers. Okay. There's uh, the main cover, which is by uh, Federico De Luca. Right, it's beautiful. There's, yeah, there's a second cover by Baldemar Rivas. Beautiful. And there's a third cover by Andrea Muti. Which is beautiful. Yeah, so uh, now, um, Jimmy <laughs> has gone a little bit crazy. Oh, that, yes. With, that, uh, with variant covers. I can't even think of the artists that he's reached out to. He's reached out to more than one artist to do cover exclusive covers for his Little store. Shop of Comics. Right. Right. And uh, so there are other covers, and we are going to make those. Av- I, I told Jimmy we have to make them available to the people who back the campaign. Mm-hmm. So they'll be available through the backer kit um, in addition to uh, you know all the other extra materials. Uh, Jimmy, uh, I, you know, maybe doing a Kickstarter. Jimmy has got what well, he calls it Caps disease. And we've looked this up before. And this is not what Caps disease <laughs> is. But Jimmy has always called it Caps disease. Which is where he gets ideas for projects and uh, businesses and entrepreneurial endeavors. Mm-hmm. So maybe doing a Kickstarter is a bad idea for Jimmy because all the extra stuff, he gets obsessed with the extras right, that could be out there. Because the- he was asking me, let's do masks. Let's do uh, masks branded. To- and-, and I was like, all right, we're not doing all the things you want to do. But it does sound like we're going to do uh, some bourbon glasses. Oh, wow. That have the Bun logo on it, the one that I have on the back of my oh, car. Oh, very so nice. So they're going to be Bun branded bourbon glass. Bun branded bourbon glasses. Ballin'. How much are they going to be? I don't remember. You'll find out. You'll find out when the backer kit campaign. How do you know I backed it? I know you. I know you. Backed it. I know you backed it. I know you backed it. I know. You know I backed it. By the way, someone asked me the other night what if I had my own brand of bourbon, what I would call it, and I missed this opportunity. But someone else suggested it, so I'm going to steal it. So when I open my own brand, when I start my own brand of bourbon, it's going to be called Bourbon. Get it? Bourbon. That is so dumb. (laughs) Bourbon. No, no, but it's it's my early last name, Bun. Oh, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Bur Bun. We get it. Bur Bun. Bur Bun. Bur Bun. Um, And other than that... And you can get Lady Gaga to to help you market it. I'm sure she would. Um, And then other than that, I also uh, announced that I'm doing this project called Deepest Catacombs, which is sort of a Dungeons & Dragons flavor fantasy comic that I'm going to be releasing uh, online for free for people to read. Uh, that's going to start up in the next week or so. That sounds like a really fun project. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It'll be a lot of fun, I think. Uh, so that's going to, like I said, I'm going to start publishing that next week. 
the first installments go out. And it's going to be published on my Patreon page, but it is free. You don't have to be you don't have to uh, be a patron to view it. Uh, I'm going to post a lot of backup materials, and you know we're going to do things like uh, you'll see the scripts for the book, and you'll see uh, the you'll see, we're going to put gaming statistics for the characters and the creatures and mm-hmm. things like that that you encounter. That's going to be available, but that's all going to be behind. That will be for patrons only. But but, but anybody, anybody who can read, read the, the story can read it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And so explain what that is. A, Again, because I, it's a cool concept. Yeah, so when I was a kid, there were these, uh, every, well, when I was a kid, Dungeons and Dragons used to publish these one-page comic strip advertisements in comics. And it was just one page, it would be a story of these few adventurers going on an adventure, and at the end it would be continued, and it would say, you can continue the adventure yourself in the Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game. And, uh, and I love those, those ads so much. So this is a comic that is told in ads. Mm-hmm. Every page is by a different artist. And, uh, and every page tell, you know, tells a, is one Continues part of a bigger story. story. Yeah. And, uh, but they're told in ads for a game that did not exist called Deepest Catacombs. And like I said, that'll start up next week. So you can go to my page. I I remember those comics as well. I remember, it seems like the one that I saw the most was the one where they uh, cast Dimension Door so that they could get out of the Yeah, and they go to a castle. He's like in the the light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I actually downloaded all, or I found them all online, like pictures of them. And I've downloaded them so I could look at them for inspiration. And uh, there's so many more than I knew. There were tons that I never read when I was a kid Mm -hmm. that I just really only discovered in. Recent recent months, and then beyond that, uh, as as many people know, during um, during the pandemic, a lot of publishers have given the order, you know, to pencils down, which means no books were going forward, and that's because of uh, uh, you know publishing. They're not they're not supply, the, sto- supply the supply chain, chain the, the stores. Yeah. The stores are sure. are not open, things like that. A lot of the books are published overseas right. or in Canada or other places, yeah. and so it's it turned into such a nightmare to try to get them. Yeah, so a lot of things have been on hold, uh, and uh, but I I did get word that several of those projects are coming back. Uh, it's pencils up for several of them. I can't tell you what they are. Some are existing books that I've worked on before, the titles you'd recognize, and some are new things that I've been uh, working on. Uh, some of these that are pencils up, I'm already done with. My scripts have been done for months and months, but it at least means the artists are working again, the sure. letterers, the colorists. So that's wheels all my... Are, wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. Um, and I'll be able to tell you guys all about it as soon as I can. Fair enough. And then the only other thing that's even remotely comic-related is I'm doing live video broadcasts once a week now, at least once a week, uh, that I did in the first one this past week, and I'm going to be doing another one this week. My plan is to do them every Monday as sort of a social, Cullen social hour. Yeah. Every Monday at 7 Central Time. And that, you know, that's another fun project that I am working on. Yeah, I tuned in a little late on the first one, but it was a lot of fun. You got some good questions from people. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, we'll see. It, it'll 
you know, my, my hope is it gets better as it goes along, and, you know, I have a lot of different... I have some other things to talk about next time, and some... I think we'll get more questions and more viewers, so there you cool. go. All right. So what's next? Drinking. <laughs> Do you want to... All right, so uh, last episode, we tried out my Flaviar uh, box, and I have another Flaviar oh. box that has never been Good opened. Heavens. A We're new Flaviar box. A new Flaviar box, and Josh brought us new shot glasses that look like skulls really to drink cool. out of. Yeah, and it only took like three months for them to come in the mail. <laughs> and we're going to try these new Flaviar flavors. So we have an... Oh, they have names on these. What? Yeah, these, these tell what they are right away. Mm. Oh, well, they're not blind boxes, but that's all right. We'll try them anyway. So, we have... Three flavors. A whiskey, a blended Japanese whiskey, and a scotch blended whiskey. What would you guys like to try first? I think the order that you introduce them is the order we should try. I agree. Whiskey, I agree. Japanese whiskey, scotch whiskey. So we're going to try a row, so a row and company blended Irish whiskey. Oh, God. Is this going to taste like Jameson? I'm in trouble. Mmm. That's not mine. That's too that full too for much? mine. Okay. That's not too full. That's more like it. Josh? You can't leave any left over, can you? Well, they're m much more fit in the glasses unless Cindy drinks all of hers. <laughs> so, whoa. All right, here we go. Cheers, gents and ladies. That's Rowe and Company. It has a really strange after. That's why it tasted good when I first had it, but it's got something that hits you from behind like a sack of old pennies. Yeah. My lips are numb. That's kind of what it tastes like is a sack of old pennies. <laughs> All right. Mm. Woo! All right, next Everybody up. cleanse the palate with the uh, with margarita. Margarita. Hmm. <laughs> My goodness. It's still kicking back. All right, but this one. Oh, wait, no. This one I is. I goosebumps. A Taguchi nine year old mm. blended Japanese. Isn't that the name of the building in Die Hard? No, that's the Nakatomi, Nakatomi Plaza. Plaza. Oh, yeah. Do you want a smaller shot again, Cindy? Yeah. This is a much lighter. Very, very light it's, color. It's, I mean, it's. I'm filling yours to the brim, Josh. There you go. All right. All right. So here we go with the Japanese Tagochi, Tagouchi, Tagochi. Anyway, nine-year-old blended Japanese whiskey. Oh. Are you sure you didn't mix that up with my fingernail polish remover? <laughs> I thought that was pretty that good. That one's better. You didn't like that one, guys? I thought that was pretty good. Oh. It was better. All right. It still has kind of a weird aftertaste, though. I thought it was delightful. Well, good. You enjoy the rest of that bottle. You declare that one a winner. Well, so, so far. far, it's the winner. But this one has a nice name. 
Compass Box Hedonism Scotch Blended Whiskey. Does it have? Has it been aged or anything? It's blended. Okay. So here we go. All right. I hope you guys like it. This is the yeah. Oh, this is gonna be bad. Josh, your face, man. I didn't even drink all of it. This one tastes like medicine. You said you like scotch, so you're going to have to drink it all. (laughs) I do like scotch, but I like... uh, He's rethinking. Woo! I like scotch that isn't so... All right, so Flaviar, there you go. Thank you for those three. I don't know that any one of them was a big winner in the Bun household, but... The Japanese one was the best one. Yes. So... I do have, the I, lesser of the three evils. I do have something fun to talk about. Oh, okay. I was cleaning a closet, or I was cleaning a room, the guest room, and I found something in the closet. So I have brought it out here for us to Hold enjoy. Up. Most of the stuff in that closet is my stuff. I think this is yours. But here we go. An issue of Dynamite <laughs> Magazine. Oh, yes. <laughs> The Joni and Chachi. This is the Joni Loves Chachi special of Dynamite Magazine from oh what God. year did this come out? Um, Man, this is so old they didn't even put years in it. Let me see. Oh. The dogs are fighting beneath us. Yeah, please Which is typically the case at the bungalow. Yes. It's whatever year Joni Loves Chachi was out. Well, it, it talks about Pac-Man, the real story of its success. That's right. So this is when Pac-Man was popular and Joni loves Chachi. So what would that have been, Josh? 80... Two, 82 at maybe. most. Yeah, it can't be long. It has something about MASH in it. Yeah. So anyway, if you're not familiar with Dynamite Magazine, I think it was published by Scholastic. It was. I think it was their... It was. Their, like, pop magazine. And back in the day, these magazines were it. I mean, that's how we got all our information on on pop culture. Um, And, I mean, this was, you know, Dynamite was in heavy rotation in my childhood. So it was, you know, Boy's Life and... uh, You need glasses. Oh, you need my glasses? Dude, my glasses aren't going to help you. Why not? They're prescription. They're not readers. God, they don't even do anything. (laughs) How are these prescription? My eyes are so perfect. They need just. They just wanted the glasses. The glasses really just wanted to feel good. Nineteen eighty-two. So eighty-two. Well, anyway, I thought we could page through this episode. Oh boy! So right on the on the cover, there's a uh, Erin Moran. Is that her name? Yeah. And uh, Scott Bayo and their youth. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we've got Joni loves Chachi and Dynamite Magazine loves them both. Uh, we have a thing about l- things you love to hate, which we're absolutely going to talk about. <laughs> um, and uh, I, 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 there's Count Morbida's puzzle pages. We're not going to do any of those puzzles. Probably too da- too da- too difficult for us. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I can just, we uh, d- can we check out page twenty two though with slick tricks slick to tricks try? to try. <laughs> yep. So there's oh, yeah. our there's our article on Joni loves Chachi. Most people have no idea what Joni loves Chachi was. It was a spinoff of Happy Days, yeah. folks. If you don't know what Happy Days was, I don't know what to tell you. 
you don't know. What was Happy Days a spinoff of? Uh, was it a spin? American Graffiti. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, oh. I think it was a spinoff, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no, something it else spinoff like of it. Laverne and Shirley. Well, Laverne and Shirley and Mork. Mork and Mindy. Were spinoffs from Happy Days? From Happy Days. Okay, there you go. That's Mork and Mindy was from so Happy there Days? So there's an episode of Happy Days. It's my favorite episode. He wasn't Mork, but... Robin Williams is on the show either as an alien or a devil or something. But it's basically the Mork character. Uh-huh. And he has all of the powers. But what did Mork say when he activated nanu, his nanu. Na- It wasn't Nanu Nanu. He would go, Beelzebub! That was what he did in the Happy Shizba. Days episode. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I remember the episode ends with with uh, whatever Robin Williams was in that show. Uh putting Fonzie in a charm and making him come with him. I think that he was taking him to his alien planet and then uh, Richie or Fonzie or somebody woke up, it was a dream. Oh, but nice. that was really where, I mean, I thought it, I remember when I watched it, I was aware enough that Mork was coming or something that I thought that this was, you know, or that when I watched Mork from Ork, I thought it was a spinoff of the Happy Days uh-huh. character. Maybe not, but it was a very similar character. Interesting. Yeah. So, bummers, um, I don't, don't you hate it when your hair is full of static and it flies everywhere? Come on, guys, don't you hate it? That is the worst. This is, this is obviously kids writing in with the things that they are irritated by. Uh, don't you hate it when you get chased by a dog? Ask, uh, Eugene Pock from Oklahoma City. I kind of want to look him up on Facebook. (laughs) We should look all these people to see if they become famous. Um, Kim Hogan from Orlando, Florida says, Don't you hate it when you drop a roll of paper towels and it rolls halfway across the room? Yes. First of all, Kim, we're on to you. It wasn't a roll of paper towels. (laughs) It was was toilet paper. paper. And you had to chase it across the room. There's no Eugene Pye. Don't you hate it when you're in church and your alarm watch goes off? Well, that's interesting. Alarm watch. Yeah, and that's from Sullivan, Missouri. Robbie Kaufman. Um... That's funny because nowadays it'd be your phone or whatever, mm-hmm. back then your watch. Robbie, um, Robbie, why'd you set your alarm for church? Yeah, come on, Robbie. What were you waiting for? Uh, there's a section on spectacular special effects in movies, which is awesome because it has uh, a shot from Jason to the Argonauts, <laughs> which is my, one of my favorite movies ever. But, uh, you know, the effects, is most people would think they're not great. Housing? Yes. Yeah. Is there's that from Close, Close Encounters? That's Close Encounters, and there's Tron. There's, is that Little Orphan Annie? It is. There is. This magazine still has the subscription yeah, card intact. in it. Yeah. Uh, there's a picture of a pickle. A pickle pack sandwich. The pickle pack sandwich. They see. We brought it back. We brought it back social. to pickles. Oh, off the record, a dynamite roundup of facts, faces, oh, news, and notes from the rock music scene of what year? 1982. 82. Kings of the Road. Who is number one on the concert trail? In 1982, according to figures compiled by Performance Magazine, who did the who are the the box office champs? Survivor. Survivor's not even in the top ten. Oh. In 1982, in 1982. Duran Duran. Duran Duran's not on the top. What? Aerosmith. No. Dude, Aerosmith's not even on the top. I'll be honest, all of these are shocking me. Air Supply. <laughs> no. What did your 82 sound like, guys? Michael Jackson. 
Yeah, I was 10 years old. This is... All right, so here are the top box office successes when this magazine came out. Box office? So it says, so it would be the Kings of the Road, the concerts. The, oh, okay, the, concerts. They sold the most. Okay, hang on, wait, let me, let me, let me try one more time. All right. Okay, in 1982. If you get one of these, I'll be, I mean, look, you should get at least one or two of these. It's obvious, but. Cindy Lauper. Nope. Minute Work. No, we're not talking about Australia. Rick Springfield. Hold on, hold on. Did you say Rick Springfield? Yeah. No. Shocking. So who's number... Give us the countdown. Do you want it? Well, all right, so number 10, ZZ Top. Okay. Number 9, Foreigner. Okay. Number 8, Cindy Bunn's favorite, Journey. Oh. In 1982? Yes. And you know who... The, oh, yeah, they did do, do a you, big tour in 82. Do you know who edged Journey out? Kenny Rogers <laughs> was number seven. Rush, one of my favorite bands, oh. is number six. Number five, Grateful Dead. Eh, okay. Number four, The Boss, Bruce Springsteen. Ugh. Number three, Sticks. Number two... Ario Speedwagon. Oh, and the number one. Number one. one. Three doors down. Come on. Uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones was number one. What album did they have come out in 82? I don't know, Mr. Wizard. (sighs) Um, Who do you think the group of the month was for Dynamite Magazine in 1982? This is, I think, let me make sure... If there's any... Spe- it just says this is their group of the month. So it might just be someone they said, hey, here's a cool group. Yeah, some... Um, is it one of the bands on that top ten? It says... No. It says this group is got a, it has a platinum album that was their first album and sold more than a million. In addition, that album went on to number one on the charts... And it puts this California-based band into a select number of groups whose very first album hit the top spot. Now, others that include that, that hit the top spot as of this time, Beatles, Elvis Presley, The Monkees, Stevie Wonder, and The Knack. Who do you think that could have been? California-based band. First album. Bam! Super success. And their first album came out in 82? or just... I don't know when it came out. This is magazine came out in 82. <sighs> You're not going to guess it, so I might as well just tell you. Katrina and the Waves. Wow, that's close. Cindy? The Motels. No, the Go-Go's. Oh, okay. Really? The Go-Go's. Go-Go's. They have a little picture of them here. Look at how young they were. Yep. Oh my gosh, look at Belinda Carlisle. I know, she looks like a 12-year-old. Alright, chart chatter. There's no better way to score a new hit than recording an old one. As usual, there have been lots of oldies to return to the charts in new versions by new artists. Here are a few examples. Can you guess who sang the originals? Oh God. First, Oh Pretty Woman by Van Halen. Roy Orbison. Yeah, it's Roy yeah, of course. originally. Let's Hang On by your favorite Barry Manilow. 
Let's hang on. I can Let's hear. I can hear the original version in my head. Al Green. No. I'll, n- I'll never get it. The Four Seasons. The Four okay. Seasons is what we were looking for there. <laughs> Thanks Sorry. Thanks, <laughs> uh, My Guy by Sister Sledge. Do you guys remember My Guy? I don't. Nothing well, yeah, because you can do. Oh, that one. Tear yeah. me away it? from my guy. All right, well, who said? No, no, it wasn't. They didn't oh, say it was the Supreme. My Guy, no. The, uh, the one with Diana Ross. The, the Supremes. Supreme. No. No? No. Mary Wells. Mary Wells. Mary Wells. Okay. All right. Next, Crimson and Clover by Joan Jett. I did not know that Crimson and Clover wasn't an yeah. original. Wasn't Joan that Jett Roy song. Orbison, too? No, it was... Um, oh, yeah. Now that I read it, of course it was. Tommy Jane's and the Shondells. Yep. Tommy Jane's and the Shondells. Good job, You Josh. have to turn the book upside down to read the answer. That's how you do things That's in awesome. magazine in the day. That's awesome. Wake Up Little Susie by Simon and Garfunkel. Was originally um, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Nope. Good. That was Richie Valens. No, it's Everly Brothers. Oh, the Everly oh. Brothers, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Whatever. How Long by Rob Stewart. Or Rod Stewart, sorry. How Long? How Long? I don't know that How song. How Long Has This Been Going On? Oh, yeah. Is that um, 10CC? No. Is that it? How Long? Yeah, yeah that song. Has this been it's going Ace on? is what the... Ace. Ace is I what the guidebook here says. Anyway, that was fun. We should get more issues of Dynamite. I love this magazine. This magazine's the greatest. Did you know that I Love Rock and Roll is a remake as well? I I I did know that, but... I can't remember who actually recorded it first, but it's a remake as well. I did know that. I did know that. But uh, the thing about Slick Tricks to to Try, Cindy, is Truth Detector. Oh. Oh, yeah, let me read that. I'm going to put you through some fun. Well, you tie a ring to a string or something. I don't know. We're not doing this. Um, I already so, tied a ring to it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then this issue of Dynamite Flip is a flip magazine to arcade fun and games of the computer age kid. And there he is right on the cover chomping down on a ghost. Pac-Man. Pac-Man was probably... My favorite video game for many years. And definitely a game that shaped my love of video games. I remember, I've got a picture of it somewhere. I, I remember being at the mall and my sister bought me a card, a Pac-Man card. And it had a little placard that you could put on your button of your shirt. And I wore it that said something about I'm a proud Pac-Man player Aww. or something. And I wore that around the mall. And that People day, laughed at you? no, that day the newspaper was doing interviews with kids in the mall. And I, there's a picture of me in the paper, and I got that Pac-Man placard on Aww. the uh, on my shirt. Nice. That's cute. Pac-Man was awesome. Do you guys love that Pac-Man? Oh yeah, of course. Do you love that Pac-Man? I found my love of video games from is it ColecoVision? Well, ColecoVision was oh, amazing yeah. in the day. Yeah, that was such a great system. It was, and it was the the Pong one. You played Pong on ColecoVision? Yeah. Get out. <laughs> ColecoVision was the one with the graphics. Yeah, it, it had like five-bit graphics yeah. or whatever. And you wasted it on on Pong. It wasn't wasted. It wasn't. But I love that Pac-Man, and I remember people lining up for Miss Pac-Man. Oh. I remember like the art. you'd walk into the mall, and the arcade, the line was out the door for Miss Pac-Man. I remember being at a roller at a roller roller rink, and they had a Miss Pac-Man 
and I went over to play the Miss Pac-Man. And this punk walked over there and started laughing at me. And I said, what's so funny? And he said, you're the only person to play that game today. And I looked at him and I said, then I guess I'll have the top score. <laughs> That's, it's funny that those are the memories that are built around games. I remember Miss Pac-Man. I was waiting in line to play it and someone came up and put a quarter on the, on the screen. Uh-huh. And he walked off. And everybody was like, well, I guess he wants to play next. And then he came back and told everybody in line, uh, don't touch my quarter. And then he walked off again, and then he came back again and said, take it back. I want you to touch my quarter, because that gives me an excuse to stab you today. What? And then he walked wow. off again. That's how That's how people were in North Carolina when Miss Pac-Man was around. I guess. So hardcore. I took that quarter, threw it across the room. I did, <laughs> I'd, I'd I did. have taken the quarter and used it. I took that quarter and run. <laughs> I'm out of here! Pete, don't fail me now! And then run my ass off of this quarter. But yeah, uh, I got threatened many times in the arcade. It's funny. Wow. That's where yeah. you got your edge from? I guess so. I, I mean, I, there was another time that I remember a guy coming up to me and asking me for a quarter, and I didn't ha- or a dollar, and I didn't have one to give him or want to give him because I didn't know who he was. And he came and said, I'm going to kill you if you don't give me a dollar. And then luckily, or a bunch of my friends, he was a big guy too. And luckily, or a bunch of my friends were there and they came over and he walked off. Huh. And I had to be my kid's age. I had to be 12 or so. Oh, and this gosh. guy was like a like a senior in high school or whatever. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to kill you if you don't give me that quarter or a dollar or whatever. What a dick. Man, people were dumb. People were stupid in the malls. You guys go to the mall. You were mall rats, Josh. Oh, were you a mall rat? I wasn't as much of one as some of my friends, but I loved going to Aladdin's Castle, which was the arcade here in town. I didn't. I never really liked walking around the mall that much, but I would. I loved I'd, it. I'd be all for going to going to the arcade for sure. I loved walking around that my mall. My parents, <laughs> my parents or my friends' parents would drop us off at like noon. And they wouldn't pick us up till like eight o'clock that night. Like we would just wow. walk the mall the whole day. Well, that's what day. you did. And when I was a kid, that's what you—that's where you went. Yep. You went to the mall at night on a Friday and Saturday night, and you walked the mall until the mall closed, and then you cruised William Street if you were a delinquent. By the time I was a teenager, we had well, no, we did the mall still. Were I you guess a I cruised William Street a lot. <laughs> and Ours it, was Lindbergh. Yeah, cruise limber. Carney here. It was still cruising when I was in college here. Yeah. They were still cruising Carney. But anyway, there's a little blast from the past. I actually kind of want to collect Dynamite magazine now, though, because this was kind of awesome. That is. This cool. even has stickers in it, Cindy. Yeah. I, what am I gonna do with it? I ain't gonna rip that stuff out. Starring Harrison Ford. I could kick myself because when I was younger. I had all of the metal... That's a Raiders of the Lost Ark poster. It sure is. It's Raiders of the Lost Socks. <laughs> starring Harrison Ford. But a poster. This magazine's in cool shape. Yep. It's a neat magazine. Anyway, what were you saying, Cindy? Well, I, just, I, had, I, I saved all my Metal Edge magazines. Metal Edge. Metal Edge. From like 1986 all through high school. And I'll admit I bought them even out of high school. And then... I moved in with my sleazy ex-boyfriend, and when I finally left him, I just took what I could get and just left. Yeah. Because he was a jackass? Yeah, he was. Sounds like a Three Doors Down fan to me. (laughs) Okay. 
So, what metal music did you like back then? I I was more the hair bands. Gotcha. The metal edge was a lot about hair bands. Oh, yeah. um, oh I was a total. Were you a hair band guy? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like <laughs> I liked some of the obscure hair bands. I know too. a lot of them, but I you know. Like uh, oh gosh, now I can't. Now I'm on the spot. I can't think of names. Cinderella. Like t- Cinderella. Taketo. Um, oh, Baton Rouge. Deep dive. Deep dives. Wow, that is um, deep dive. Kid Wicked. Um, I don't know any of those. You are a true hair metal head. She knows a lot about hair metal. That's See? awesome. So, I just touched the tip of that. Sweet FA. Sweet FA. Nope. Um, Should bullet? be Sweet AF nowadays, yeah. right? That's how it would be. Bullet Boys. I knew Bullet Boys. There's one. Yeah, I know. That and one. I was sitting here thinking who about Bullet Boys. I was thinking one of their songs. Like that's got to be one of her obscure band names. Smooth up in you. Yeah, smooth up in you. <laughs> and uh, Dirty Toys. What Dangerous Toys? Dangerous Toys. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I've heard of that. What about Dirty Toys? Dangerous Toys. What about Celtic Frost? That's one I liked. Celtic Frost. Never listened to them. Warrior. Saigon Kick. Saigon Kick, I remember. Warrior. Uh, Warlock. Death. <laughs> you guys didn't listen to Death? No. You're making this shit. No, Death is a band. Here's the thing. Around the time that all the hair bands were super huge, that's when I started discovering Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and... What about, Sab- what about Sabotage? Sabotage, I remember. Hall of the Mountain King. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know all that, but... I didn't really listen to much of it because I was listening to more classic rock at that point. I gotcha. Just filling Josh up on some margarita. Thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah, and how come our town has decided we can no longer get takeout margaritas from a place? What's that about? We we had big plans for takeout margaritas because we didn't even want to mix them. We were gonna buy it by the gallon. That's right. And instead, we just they let us buy the, the place is great. They let us buy mix so that we could mix our own with their uh, margarita mix. But yep, there you go. All right, Cindy. Yes. Do you have some news of the weird to share with us tonight? I have a couple of stories. Good. Let's do it. I apologize. I've kind of fallen asleep at, at, at the keyboard. Lately, and I haven't really been doing my job. But my first one that I think that I thought was really interesting. So, this guy in Cornwall, England, got arrested at the beach. So, what do you think he got arrested for at the beach? What, what kind of things do you think somebody would get arrested for at the beach? Nudity. That's what that was going to be my first guess. Public drunkenness. You would both be wrong. This man got arrested. He's a 26 year old guy. He got arrested for biting a seagull. <laughs> do you want to know why he bit this seagull? I'd love to know why I he would bit love it. To know yeah. that. Because the seagull tried to steal his Big Mac. Yep. All right. Well, listen. First of all, you don't take. A Big Mac into seagull infested beaches and expect and not expect a seagull to take a piece. Right. You can't expect a seagull to not try to eat your food on the beach. I agree. Right. Believe me, I lived through the horror of oh, yeah, Ocean you, City, Maryland. Uh, Remember the, the creepy 
or the jerky ex-boyfriend I talked about with yeah, the Metal oh, yeah. Edge magazine. Three door down fan. Yeah, three door down fan. Yeah. So he was originally from Philadelphia. His parents lived in Lewes, Delaware. So we went to visit his parents in Lewes, Delaware. And it's like an hour, hour and a half from Ocean City. Mm-hmm. So one day we took a drive down to Ocean City. My first time really hanging out on a beach. Mm-hmm. Like I've been, I've seen the ocean before, but I'd never like hung out on a beach. And we were on the boardwalk. And I don't remember the name of the place. I want to say it was Dolly's or Dolls or Docks or something. And they were like famous for their boardwalk fries. Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, you know, let's get some fries. So I was like, okay. So anyway, we're sitting there and board and, uh, you know, on the boardwalk eating these fries. And I see these seagulls, you know, like around us. And he decides it would be funny to tell me. Because he, he knew how much I loved animals. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you should, feed, you should feed them a french fry. And I was like, oh, I will. They'll let me do that? And he's like, oh, yeah. So I threw a french fry. And it looked like something from the movie The Birds. Oh, yeah. Like they all... And what did I do? I threw the entire bucket of fries mm-hmm. and I ran. <laughs> that was the smart thing to do. And he was so mad at me. He's like, that, that caused a lot of money, that bucket of fries. I'm like, well, then you shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. I remember going to McDonald's in Atlantic Beach one time, me and my friends. We used to go there. It was a couple hours from where we went to high school. We'd go to Atlantic Beach sometimes. And I remember coming to McDonald's and one of my friends, I think it was my friend Jamie, threw a bag of fries in the parking lot, just uh-huh. threw it. And I remember as he threw it, someone else in the parking lot yelled out, Don't do that! And the birds just descended. Just the oh, seagulls yeah. just... Just all over the place. It was awesome. That's the sound seagulls make, by the way. So, this guy, uh, Joey, bites a, Joey bites a seagull. What was his... What, what did he think he was going to accomplish? He was mad. He just sunk his teeth into it before throwing it, and he threw it on the floor. What was the crime that he was accused of? Uh, it, Biting a seagull. It was he. It's protected wildlife. Oh, he walked around with the seagull in his teeth for an hour, <laughs> shaking it at at other beachgoers. And admittedly, they said he was under the influence of drugs. No, what? That is the shock. Of <laughs> shock! Drugs. I know, right? What? That's remember when yeah. we went to a. Went last year when we were in San Diego and we were staying at the Hotel Dell and we got that pizza one night. Oh, that was awful. And the pizza wasn't good. And we put it on our balcony to get it out of the way. Oh my gosh. And, and like it's like four in the morning, we just heard this crack, 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 crack. And we went out and there's one seagull that kept coming back to our balcony and he had just torn through that he box kept of pecking at the top of the box oh, yeah. until wow. he finally got it ripped open. But I ran Cindy's always a little on edge in hotels and stuff. She's like, Colin. What's that sound? It freaked me out. And I was like, that's got to be a bird. That's a seagull out there on our deck eating that pizza. And it sure was. And he took a picture of they it. They certainly are aggressive. Yeah, they have They have no They fear. scare me. Like, ever since that Ocean City incident, like, every time I'm on a beach, if I see them, they make me nervous. Like, I'm watching them. I grew up all around them, so they never bother me. Let's I bite them. <laughs> they, they bother me, I bite them. <laughs> all right, well, did okay. he get time for it? Uh, it doesn't say. He was arrested. But the seagull was injured. But he flew off before they were able to check on his welfare. So they don't know what happened to the seagull afterward. 
probably went off and bit somebody else. Bit somebody. Took another Big Mac. Spread that zombie plague. (laughs) Yeah. This is how it happens. All right. What else we got? Well, this is one. When they say, hang on. Come on, iPad. Speed up. So this one took place. Don't look at my... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see it, so... So this one was in Allenhurst, Georgia. And this is Allenhurst, Georgia's in Liberty County, right? So Liberty County officials believed... <laughs> I believe they were set up on on a Tuesday afternoon what they thought was a dead body on the railroad tracks. So what happened was they were they they had received the police officers had received a call about a deceased body laying on the railroad tracks in this Liberty County. Mm-hmm. So by by law by policy what? <laughs> we have this stupid dog is running back and forth as fast as he can, growling at nothing. No, your other dog's in the chair back there. Oh, well. All right. Finish with this dead body. So, police are not allowed to touch a deceased body until the coroner has arrived. So There's been a lot of inappropriate dead body touching in Liberty County. Have to make sure that they sell that right away. Yeah. So when they got there, so when the police got to the scene, they put the sheet over the body and they stepped back, waited for the coroner to arrive. So when the coroner arrives, what is wrong with our dogs? He's got the rips. <laughs> <laughs> they're happy to be alive, Cindy. I guess. They're glad they're not on the railroad tracks. All right. So the coroner arrived, and, be- and the detectives began to check for injuries, and they immediately discovered something strange about the body. What do you think it was? Not dead. Wrong. Not human. <laughs> Close. Alien. Mannequin. It was a female sex doll. <laughs> So the doll was was anatomically correct, with realistic skin and features, and was fully dressed. Wow. Oh, well, that seems like a waste. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? You might want to invest in one. All right, so did they discover where this uh, sex doll came from? No, the police said they were set up. Set up. Oh, a setup. They were trying to get him to touch a dead body. <laughs> so, yeah. And then the one cop's like, thank God. Wasn't dead after all. You're in, in the clear, Frank. Have you guys seen that? Pre- there's, a t- there's a TV show that I've seen advertised. Uh, it might be on Quibi or something about a sex doll. No. It's Anna Kendrick, and she's like best friends with a sex doll. And they go, the sex doll has somehow become... Uh, self-aware, and they go on, like, adventures. Oh, my gosh, no. Wow, I haven't seen that. I don't know what it's called, but there you go. Have you seen... I've I've seen it the last couple days on Facebook. I pray to God it's a joke, but I'm afraid it's not. But it's really creepy looking. And it's... They look... It looks like real skin. It looks like real human flesh. And they make, like, coin purses. Like, the one I saw was, like, like, a man's mouth. And, like, you, you squeeze it open and you can see teeth and a tongue. And it's meant to be a coin purse. I have not seen And it. you. By the way, you do know that 
Facebook tracks your interests. No, no, it just showed up. Like, <laughs> I know. Facebook tracks your interests and so determines the I'm things it at... thinks you want to see. You know what? So Facebook been... thinks I'm looking at flashlights? Mm, I don't what? know. It could have been as simple as the article you looked at, that article we just talked about, about yeah. a sex doll being on the railroad tracks. So they're like, oh, well, this person likes. Or the fact that you just no. Googled the words human body, mouth, sex purse, or whatever it is you're looking Coin for. Purse. Coin purse. <laughs> well, oh, look, there it is. Look. A human mouth shaped coin purse. No, thank you, ma'am. Right? See, look, you open it. You can see the teeth and the tongue. What? This is for. This is a an item. To carry change, which doesn't even really exist, exist anymore. anymore. Look, but isn't that creepy? That's very creepy. And they've got ones that look like eyes. This might be the... Watch this. Yeah, watch this. This is freaky. That's a big coin purse, too. Right? And I mean, he's even, that would carry a lot of my coins. He's got the 5 o'clock shadow and everything. It's I I don't even like looking at right. That. It's it's really weird and, and uncomfortable. And now that's all that's going to be now on your watch. Facebook. It put the coin in his mouth. He just put one quarter in. I was putting another quarter in, and there's room for a whole lot more quarters. What do you do with that though? Where do you you don't put it in your pocket? I don't know, dude. And there's one like there's some that look like uh like eyes and shit. It's really bizarre. Anyway. All right. Do you have any other tales of weirdness? I have one more. All right. Let's hear it. And I'm going to keep this super brief because there are a lot of names in this that I know I would botch up. Okay. Or I would botch, rather, if I tried to pronounce them. But this Austrian tourist was touring this museum in Italy. Okay. And there was a sculpture... And the dude sat down on the... The sculpture is a 200-year-old sculpture. And it was like of a lady kind of like resting her, you know, her arm on her hand. And uh, kind of laid out. So the guy decided he was going to imitate what the statue was... Yeah, the pose. And when he sat down uh, next to the statue... He broke four of the toes off of this 200-year-old statue. Oh. Did he run? Because that's what I would have done. That's exactly what ran. he did. That's yeah. exactly what he did. He got ran. up, and they had they had closed-circuit oh, yeah, cameras. Camera. And uh, so there's, you can see the image of him. He's laying on it. He gets up. He sees that he's broken the toes. He looks, and then he just bails. They got him. I mean, because a few minutes later, one of the museum... People realize what had happened, and they played back the video and found him. And oh my gosh. yeah, mm-hmm. well, at least he ran. That's what I mean. That's what I've learned. If you're, you know, you're in a situation like that, at the very least, try to dodge responsibility as much as you can. Oh, that yeah, is that Cullen? Is that what you would do? That's a great moral <laughs> to this story. All right. Well. Thank you all for listening today to another thrilling episode of The Bungalow. 
And Josh, we want to thank you for joining us yet again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me once again. I'm starting to believe that the only way we're going to do these anymore is if you join us. Well, okay. Because we haven't done one since the last one. I'll be here anytime you want. All right. All right. Cindy, you want to sign us off? So long from the bungalow, where the air is salty, and so are we. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, love, and comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Cullen's Comic Corner, yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Cullen coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat. Life loving comics is the place to be. So, welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain.